Hey everyone, and thanks for finding Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast. My name is Wes. I'm Demetrius. And I'm Saeed. And join us as we talk about anime, manga, video games, and pretty much everything in between. And no matter what the episode's content, we promise that you'll have a good time hanging out with us. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast. My name is Wes, and on top of my allergies, I'm joined by my co-host, Demetrius. I also have allergies. And Saeed. I don't have allergies. (laughs) And again, thank you all for listening. We had a really good time recording the Bob Culture last week. Uh, Really nice, you know, kind of conversational. It was a lot of us catching up with each other, so we hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, just a just a fun time, right, guys? Fun fun recording. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always uh, with the boys. Hopefully, hopefully, some people have been having fun playing Pokemon Snap out there. I know that I myself have been having fun playing Pokemon Snap, even though spoiler alert, we're recording this before Pokemon Snap comes out. But I already know I'm. Gonna we're, have in fun with it. we're in the past. We're in the past. In the future, dude. Time is just a construct of the human mind. You know what I mean. Reading but, Steiner. Oh, 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 Steinsgate, hello. Tokyo Revengers, hello. Uh, but I bring up Pokemon Snap because if you listened to last week's episode, again, if you haven't, please check it out. Um, towards the end, we started getting into a little bit about uh, the state of video games, right? Some of the reorganizations that Sony has done, uh, some of the history between Sony and Microsoft, uh, my kind of obsession with buying Switch games and just, I guess, never playing them even though I fully intend to. Uh, Saeed, not playing video games at all, I guess. <laughs> wanting uh, to, but not Wanting to. Out of, He's going to get there. boredom and anxiety. True. It's a very interesting combination. Uh, Demetrius getting his PS5. There we go. Shout out to his brother for the hookups. Yo, shout um, out to the fam. So, you know, we we were thinking about, hey, what episode, what episode are we going to follow this up with? And it just only felt natural that we continue that conversation... That kind of started to take over last week's episode towards the end. And give it its own episode, its own time to shine, uh, its own conversation between all three of us. So the goal today, everybody, this is going to be a video game focused episode. Don't worry, we'll get back to more specific anime stuff in the coming weeks. The goal today is we're pretty much just going to, because next gen has launched, right? You might not know it because you can't find these consoles on shelves. Uh But Next Gen has launched. It's been around for a while. So we want to discuss kind of the pros and cons of each system, including the Nintendo Switch and maybe touching about on some rumors I've heard and we've all heard around the mill about a potential Switch revision towards the end of this. Uh, And the scalping problem. Yeah, and the scalping problem on all fronts. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, the the damn uh monster hunter amiibo that i couldn't find anywhere that retails for 25 dollars and i had to pay 65 dollars to someone on ebay for it um there's there's a lot yet there's a lot to unpack so we're gonna we're gonna get into all these topics and really just tell you guys our thoughts on 
each ecosystem, each um, each decision, because buying into one of these consoles, buying into one of these own ecosystems, since they're all by different companies, is kind of an economic investment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. you know, we can give you guys our thoughts. We all have, we have a wide range of experience. I think the first one to start out with, because all three of us have experience with it, uh, is the Nintendo Switch. So why you should buy it, why you shouldn't buy it, stuff that's cool about it, stuff that's not so cool about it, all that. Uh, so without further mm-hmm. ado, uh, I, I think I'll just kick it off real quick because I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy. What do they call them? Nintendrones. I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy, even though I acknowledge some of the some of the stuff. All three of us have a Switch, by the way. Um, it's true. Which is why it is... Indeed it's easy for us to to talk about um so the nintendo switch uh for me it is my primary console despite having pros? let's just talk pros pros yes it, it's my primary console and the reason that it has quickly become my primary console is that uh a i like the the game selection i think there's a really wide range of games from third parties and the nintendo first party games can just be bangers like super smash brothers mario kart uh the mario 3d collection which unfortunately is no longer being sold monster hunter rise i talked about last week um persona 5 strikers yeah animal crossing there's there's a wide Mm -hmm. range of games game types on switch and the big pro for me is that I don't have to dedicate individual time to sit down in front of a TV to play these games. I can have a sporting event on because the Switch can be handheld or TV. I can have a sporting event on um, and be grinding Monster Hunter while I'm watching. I can be on the airplane and not have to give up progress in like a Legend of Zelda or something along those. So, so it's like just a, like a mobility thing. Yeah, the mobility aspect of it, like, I play maybe 50-50 split on TV and handheld, but the fact mm-hmm. that, um, and the story I like to go back to is when Skyrim came out on Xbox, I got it for Christmas, way back in the day, I played it for a couple days, and then we went on a week and a half vacation to visit family up in Wisconsin, and I couldn't play Skyrim at all, and when I got back, I forgot what I was doing, so I just restarted it. That's not an issue for me on Switch, I can always have my games on me. Uh, where I want to. So the pro, I think, is just for me personally, the really wide range of games, and also the fact that the mobility allows me to make sure that I'm not missing out on those games, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think agree. that's I think that's one of the things that makes a Switch really nice. I mean, you can play handheld and you can play on the TV. Right. Out of all the next gen consoles ironically the switch seems like the most next gen because it actually innovated what a console is in Mm -hmm. a way because of the whole handheld and also tv aspect yeah because if you think about it like you said saeed it's it's blending two different things that nintendo used to do used to have a stationary console and it used to be really really good at handheld and they just merged it into one Mm mm-hmm and I think Pokemon is a good example to look at for that because Pokemon is on the Nintendo Switch now. It used right. to be it used to be a DS exclusive, like Game Boy DS exclusive line. Um, yeah. And now it's on their main console, which you can play handheld, and you can also put on your TV. And I think what Sword and Shield, 
I haven't checked the numbers recently, but it was like the second best-selling Pokemon mainline game of all time. Mm-hmm. Be- because now, because right. now you have the handheld portion that made Pokemon so great, and also you can put it on the TV. Like controversies about the game aside, it sold really well, and being able to have it in both places now, like it, it has allowed Nintendo to really focus in on developing games without really sacrificing a lot. Like, if you're playing Mm -hmm. Mario Kart on the TV, that's 1080p, 60 frames per second. I'm pretty sure if you play it on handheld, it's like 720p, either 60 or 30 frames per second. Like, at least for first-party games, you're getting a pretty consistent experience. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's... Having played, like, Monster Hunter on the 3DS and stuff, it's still surreal for me to have what almost feels like a console TV experience in my hand. So, uh, the, the difference being... Uh, there are two types of switches you can buy. You can buy the regular one for 300 which can hook up to the TV, and you can buy a Switch Lite for 200 which you cannot hook up to the TV. It's strictly handheld, which is weird, and I may or may not own one. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I like it. I've used it. I kind of use it as just my toss in my backpack you so that I don't damage my first that? one. But Yeah, go ahead. The, the Switch Lite, it's the only handheld one, right? And it's 200 bucks. That's cheaper than what the 3DS was. Yeah, the 3DS launched at 250 which is nuts. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. was going to say, I know it was more expensive than 200 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is wild. And I also wanted to point out that this might be a hot take. I don't know. But I feel like out of all the, um, the out of Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, the ones that come up with the most unique... Uh, exclusives is nintendo in my opinion i'm i mean i'm a nintendo mm. fanboy so i'm gonna back that 100 percent. just from if you listen to our last episode we talked about how game experiences like triple a game experiences can feel kind of samesy yeah but i yeah. but i yes. but i i feel like if you look at nintendo's like big first parties like legend of zelda is very different from super mario very different from splatoon very different from Animal Crossing. Like, there's the first party games all have a very wide range of genres, and I appreciate and what that. I appre- yeah. Oh, yeah. I was also gonna say that what I appreciate the most about Nintendo, especially in this generation, is the fact that I feel like Nintendo takes the most risks when it comes to games and concepts. Now, of that, games. that I will agree with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's something I miss, and that's something I appreciate, the fact that Nintendo still keeps alive in the gaming industry. Yeah, I feel like they so. take the most risks, not only in their console designs, but their controllers like change every generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it always feels like fresh, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, because uh, I could go on for days about the Switch, like... Easily, the the games I've played the most this entire console generation, hour-wise, have been on the Switch. Animal Crossing mm-hmm. took over for me. Monster Hunter took over for me. Pokemon, I put over 500 hours in playing with myself and friends. Like, again, the mobility, the convenience. But now we're going to get to the cons of maybe why you shouldn't purchase a Switch right now. Um, and I think the very the obvious first thing is going to be the graphics for a lot of people because nintendo tends to do a thing where they don't really care about graphics which personally 
I can kind of align with that. I'm more. Yeah, yeah, I don't really. I'm, mind. I'm more. I'm more. I like gameplay and 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 concepts more than I love graphics. Graphics are like a bonus to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like Nintendo is coming out with like, uh, what is it? Uh, like a Last of Us type of game where the graphics kind of do matter that much. If they're coming out with like cartoony ish type art styles, you don't need insane graphics for that. Yeah, right. they they use what they need to use. Um, I think that where the issue comes out on Nintendo and maybe I should say graphics and performance is that there are games you can get on the Switch that you can get on like Xbox and PlayStation, right? Like you can get Doom on the Switch. You can get X- Right. What I will yeah, get Doom what I will say is like if I would not recommend buying a Nintendo Switch if you mainly pay, play those types of games that are on other consoles as well. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend the Switch if you want to do that. If, but if you're into the Nintendo ecosystem, as in like their exclusives and stuff like that, then yeah, yeah, Mario, of course. Zelda, yeah, and Super out of the Smash, other, yeah, yeah, and out of the other um consoles, it comes out with the most exclusives. It's not even close. It comes by far comes out with the most exclusives for yeah. its own console. There's mm-hmm. like, Wes will tell me about games that I've never heard of, that are really well reviewed have tons of fans but you've never heard of it that that's how exclusive a lot of nintendo games are mm-hmm. and yeah. it's tough because you don't hear a lot about it because this generation is kind of changing the narrative a little bit because again more mature games are on the switch but you're not going to get the best performance but they're there um but nintendo's always because of like saeed mentioned the cartoony natures of a lot of these games it's viewed as more of a kiddie platform Right, like if you're a hardcore mm-hmm. gamer, the Nintendo Switch isn't immediately like on your mind, right? Right. When right. it comes to thinking about like pure power and performance and these real AAA titles, um, because if you look at the top Nintendo games, right? If you look at Animal Crossing, the best-selling game in a long time, the best-selling Animal Crossing ever, and you put it up next to like a Last of Us, and you just show a gamer, like people are gonna say Animal Crossing is the more childish pick. A hundred percent. Which it is, because Nintendo is more family-focused. So, like, a lot of the cons are that it's not as strong as the other consoles, so you're not going to get the sheer graphics and performance out of it. And then, again, just kind of the optics on it maybe not being as serious of a console, even though it pushes out some more serious games. Um, That's about it. And then also, I guess... um, the price kind of could come into it because the Nintendo Switch is three hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For a for a hundred dollars more, you could get an all digital PS4, or for the same price, I want to say, you could get the Xbox Series S, which is the all digital, like not as strong as the Series X, but like all digital version of the next gen Xbox. So. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much you value the versatility of the the hardware uh, compared to other things. And then potentially the biggest reason to not buy a Switch, none of these are confirmed rumors, but data mining into the latest system updates and stuff and just rumors that have been circling around. And if you look at like Samsung OLED screen or just LED screen shipments to Nintendo, it's all pointing towards a new Nintendo Switch coming out within the next year maybe so 
It'll still probably be 300 uh, Yeah, which might, it might be 300 it might be 350 but do you want to buy that question now with all the evidence kind of coming out that a new one is coming? Do you want to buy, the, how, how soon? I had a buddy, we've mentioned him before on the podcast, Jim. He wanted to buy a Nintendo Switch to play Pokemon because he, he had his girlfriend's Switch uh, and he was playing it on, he was playing it on her Switch. Uh, and he was thinking about maybe getting his own, but I was kind of like, uh, with a new one on the horizon, maybe wait a little bit, you know, uh, cause you don't want, you want, you don't want to have the old news type of thing. Yeah. And uh, I also wanted to bring up I th- my opinion. The biggest con to Nintendo in general is their online play. Yeah. Comparatively to yeah, how true. Xbox and Sony do it. Mm, so Nintendo online is $20 a year. Uh, or it actually for a family pack, which is thirty five for a family pack, yeah. yeah. Um, which is up to what six or seven switches. So if you split it between mm-hmm. people, it actually ends up being cheaper. But um, it's really cheap, really family friendly. Yeah, the plus of it is that, and I know Demetrius has been messing around on it. The plus of it is that you actually get like Netflix style of old games from the NES and the SNES, like the old Donkey Kongs, the old Mario's. So you get a library of that, right? For um, free? Yeah, for, for free. free. Oh, I have it. I didn't even notice. Yo, Saeed. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to help yeah. this man, Saeed. <laughs> yeah, and there are a lot of games out there you can play for free. You don't have to download them or anything. They're just straight up available. Uh, oh, cool. But, but the um, you don't get voice chat built in. Uh, they just re- they just changed the like architecture behind their online. So I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter and have not lagged out or had any issues once. Uh, with it and same i've never really had mario kart or splatoon issues but it's not as polished like it does you don't have party features you don't have a lot of stuff that the other consoles have but then again it's twenty dollars a year app, but i don't know yeah. how good it is it's eh, it's not it, it it has some like in-game functionality like you can download smash bros stages on your app that are like fan made and then send them to your switch or you can buy stuff on the phone in Splatoon that's like hooked up to your account that you can pick up on Switch, but it's not like anything big. Um, so, yeah, online is significantly cheaper, and you get some cool games with it, but it's not that uh, not as multifunctional as other companies. So to wrap the Switch up, three hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. The pros are that you can play your games literally wherever, whenever you want. There's a really wide selection of games, both from third party and first party. And if you don't mind giving up some graphics and performance, you can get some of the bigger games from um, older or from the other the other consoles. And some of them are even streaming. Like you can get Control or Hitman streaming on the Switch, uh, which is interesting. But again, the cons are the online's not as good. Um, you aren't getting the performance of other consoles, and pretty much a new one might be coming out to replace it within a year. So, I love the Switch. I put so much time into the Switch. Those are my thoughts. Uh, any of you guys have anything before I toss it to Demetrius for the PlayStation? Nah, I think no, the Switch is yeah. just a solid. It's a solid good time. Yeah, I think I actually very unique the, controller style. Yeah, out of the three, that's the one I have. I don't have yeah. the other ones. I would actually say if you own one of the other two, the Switch could actually be a really good like secondary system. Even though that's yep. very first world sounding, like I've heard a lot of people say the Switch is like a very good second console to have to the other ones um, uh that's basically so, how i use it so <laughs> yeah. so that's that's that uh but demetrius we talked about it last week you got your ps5 shout out 
So how about we how yeah. about we toss it over to we toss over these pros of PlayStation uh, to you, my brother. Uh, so I've been a PlayStation. Uh, what do they call us? Bots? Is it PlayStation? PlayStation fanboy? Whatever you want to call it. I've been in PlayStation since the PS One. So the only other systems that are in my house are Nintendo related. So I got the PS Five. Obvious pro is of course it's a huge upgrade from the PS4 um, again load times are significantly reduced the well we're supposed to get some exclusives because that's Sony's MO with their past uh, consoles just haven't been as many announced that are like really strong launch titles uh, the controller has really good haptics function so the vibration and all of those mechanics got significantly upgraded. There's a game that comes with every PS5 called Astro's Playroom that is very fun and shows off the controller and the basically, you know, take you all the way through Sony's console history and all the cool things. And it goes over the PSP, the PlayStation 1, all this other like really cool stuff. Jeez, I could go on and on and on about the PS or PlayStation in general. Yeah, but, I was a I was a PlayStation kid too, more so than a Nintendo or even Microsoft growing up. Because my first console was a PS One as well. Yeah, I had yeah. the I started consoles on the PlayStation Two with like Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, uh, Gran Turismo, that type of stuff. I was a whole I was a Spyro kid, Crash Bandicoot kid. Oh, it's like yeah, all those games. Sly Cooper. Yeah, for PS Two, yeah, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper, dope. And then uh, PS One also uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, one two and oh, three. Oh gosh! And then for side, PS Two, yeah. I went to Tony Hawk Underground. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yo, Good si- side note, side note for everybody, regardless of what console you have, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two got like a a complete remake that is incredible. It's on all three consoles. It's not very expensive. It's not a full price game. Uh, highly recommend. Oh, I didn't know it was already out. Yeah, yeah, it's been out for a little bit. Because I remember seeing like trailers and like little things on YouTube. I just didn't know if it was out. It might not be so out I on might, the Switch. I might pick that up. It might not be out on the Switch, but I'm pretty sure it's it's on the other two. Yeah, it's on the other consoles. It came out a while ago, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but it's like one of those games you see and you're like, that's going to be so cool to play. But then you forget about it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, obvious con... For the PS5 is like I said, lack of launch titles. Even though it's a it has backwards compatibility to play PS4 games, you're not getting a lot of new things to play. Even though companies could really take advantage of this time where people are mostly still inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lack of launch titles. It's very 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 difficult to get a new playstation or xbox i was just about to say i was just about to say the scalpers bro do we talk about it now do we talk about the issue scalper (laughs) if you're a scalper somebody needs to beat you Mm -hmm. someone i said it i was gonna get a little too violent did you see the did you see the article about don't don't actually resort to violence no violence no violence do it in your head beat them in your head beat them in your head Uh, but did you see the actual article do you see that article about the PS5 scalpers from, like, Great Britain or something? Mm-mm. I don't um, think so. So when the PS5, like, first came out, uh, this one, like, group of people started buying them and scalping them. 
Uh, and I think whatever store they were using bots to buy it from, like, realized what they were doing because these people were bragging about it online and they canceled the orders, right? And they were like, yeah, we're not going to let you buy this just to scalp it because you've said you're going to do it or whatever. And these people came out and they were like, well, what you don't know is, like, the quote was, um, the, the, or the, the story behind it was that these, this group of people had been let go because of COVID, right? And they were scalping PlayStations to try to make money. And one dude was like, I was laid off, so... Like, I don't care that your kid can't get a PlayStation for Christmas because I'm selling these place. I'm scalping these PlayStations so that my kid can have something for Christmas. And I was like, bro, what? Huh? So they people I mean, are weird. Yeah, so like, he was like I, trying I, to I, guilt weird, weird. I, I hear the attempt to justify, however, that's still not, in my personal view, that's still not the way to go about it. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. very cool. Not very poggers. Yeah, because... And it goes beyond, real quick to derail it, it goes beyond PlayStation, Xbox, and whatever. Uh, I alluded to it with the Amiibos and stuff, but with Pokemon cards too, it's a big deal. Uh, right now, as of us recording it, you can't go into a store, really, unless the store has a limit, a purchase limit, and you can't really stop people from buying something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh because it's cash rules it's, everything. Yeah, but it's not a good look like when I go to buy Monster Hunter at the opening of a Target. And that same day, new Amiibo came out. And the one dude that was in line in front of me to get into Target before the store opened buys all 10 of the new Amiibo to scalp well, online. Did that, did that really happen? Yeah, it really happened. He just like put his hand at the back of the racks for the Banjo-Kazooie ones and just put them all in his basket. And he had like five, and he had like wow. five friends with him that went and got Pokemon cards, and went and got like whatever other amiibo, and went and got, and they were going from like place to place looking because other amiibo cards released on the same day for Animal Crossing, so they were going from like store to store and contacting each other trying to like get stuff. Like it's not. So here's, <laughs> I I can't here's, stop here's you from thing. that, but yeah, you that's can't not cool. you can't stop them. But here's the thing, assuming especially in a console related thing, assuming that they're going to keep making these type of console for sales because they're doing well because of you scalpers and because, you know, a lot of people actually want to buy the console. There will come a point where those people that really wanted the PlayStation will get one and you'll be sitting on dozens of PlayStations that you couldn't sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, where it's a supply. Scalp it's a the supply. scalpers and they'll be yeah. forced to sell me at a discount. <laughs> At a discount, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a scalping stop loss. Even though, even though I bought an amiibo from a scalper at a scalper price, like I do not support scalpers in this house. I'm just that addicted mm-hmm. to to Monster Hunter. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that's my caveat. Let's I'll steer it back to the PlayStation with Demetrius here. But uh, you know, the scalping situation is very interesting because I saw I think it was some ordinary gamer on YouTube gamers. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how there's a, a big disparity between the PS5 activation codes and how many a, and have uh, been sold. So there's mm-hmm. like so many that have just that are in the backlog somewhere, maybe in someone's garage that actually haven't been turned on yet. Which I like because that means people aren't buying from scalpers, which is good. Yeah, good point. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, and for I, the I, most part, most people are like, nah, <laughs> I'm not paying $1,000 for a PS5. Which, 
without getting getting a little ahead of myself on the Xbox con because you said there weren't any exclusives on PlayStation and it's pretty much the same thing on Xbox. Like I said it when I got the Xbox. Unless you're really, and this is my point of view on it still with next gen, unless you're really dying to have that new tech, there isn't really like a reason to buy either of them right now. Right. Yeah. I was gonna, I was just gonna mention that. I was like, I'm like, why would you want to get these consoles right now? You can wait. Just, I'd just recommend just waiting. That the biggest cons for both Xbox and PlayStation right now is that they don't have enough games. There's no point, mm-hmm. in my opinion, to get them right now. Mm-hmm. Especially because, yo, Demetrius, do you know the prices for the PlayStation Five? Because I'll get into the Xbox prices, but uh, you the mean good old prices PS5. for the console or the games? yeah the console the con well oh, the games is another thing but the console yeah so I believe the console that you can still insert discs into is five hundred, and yep. then the digital is four hundred. Mm-hmm. So it's an investment. It. It's you, it's a steady investment. It's less than the PS3's release price because that was six hundred. Yeah, I, I remember though. that. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that. I was like, "Whoa, what do you mean it's six hundred dollars?" And this was back in the day when like the Wii came out and was two hundred, and they're like PS3 mm-hmm. six hundred, bro. And it's like, Ugh. everybody's like, "What?" Kind of made sense because Blu-ray technology wasn't that like standard, and that was pretty cool that a console can play Blu-rays. That was. Well, cool. I think that's one reason why. Boosted it up like almost $200. Well, no, but PS3 had its own like proprietary disc system, which is why it's not backwards compatible with other stuff. Like it wasn't regular Blu-ray discs. Oh. It was like yeah, it had, it it was had some other stuff. other stuff. Interesting. Um, Jeez. And the game. I never had a PS3. We got a, I got a PS3. That's, a, that's an interesting thing. The original thing, I was a PlayStation guy. When it moved on to like the PS2 era, I got the PS2, but I never got the PS3. I got the Xbox 360. Well, wait, wait, wait. This now I'm confused. Yeah, I was like, this man confused himself. Yeah. What's the PS3 equivalent to the Xbox 360? Xbox 360. It was the 360. Yeah. What What about PS2? The PS2 was, the it was just regular Xbox. Xbox. It was Xbox regular and GameCube. Oh, so PlayStation One was by itself. By yeah. itself, basically. It was oh, like okay, PlayStation One and Nintendo sixty four. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but also the games, real quick. Um, Seventy dollars again. Yeah, this goes on Xbox too. Uh, they upped those prices by ten bucks. <laughs> Have you uh, noticed they started to do that though? It's not, and it's not every new generation. It's almost like every two generations they'll up the price. Yeah, those sports games were the first ones. To herald it in this generation, say, when two K announced PS, those prices, PS two games were like forty to fifty. Yeah, and then PS three and Xbox three sixty came out, and they started to be sixty. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo so Switch now, games, for reference, are sixty right now. Seventy yeah. is just too high, man. It's 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 really high. What I don't if you go know to Walmart if I ever for the Switch. For a game for seventy bucks, to be honest. Yeah, you go to yeah. Walmart for a Switch game, and it's like what ten bucks cheaper. Oh, yeah, I don't know how they do that, but, like, you can go to Walmart, and for whatever reason, every Switch game is $10 cheaper than MSRP. Luigi's Mansion is normally 60 bucks. Not Walmart, it's forty nine ninety five. Like, what? Yeah, it's it's wacky. It's It's been in every Walmart that I've been to. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it, but shout out to Walmart, dude. People, people don't think about going to buy games at Walmart, but for Switch games especially, like, for the ones that I'm on my backlog on that I've been meaning to pick up, I'll just go to Walmart and pick them up for $10 cheaper. 
too easy. Easy True. mode. Do you think they're going to adjust the prices? Uh, we'll see. I'm not sure. But it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. You think I they mean, can give us a discount without with the fact that they're cutting costs on potentially the amounts of physical copies they're going to have to ship out. You would think that they would adjust for that. Yeah, you would think that dis- digital would cost less than physical, though, and they cost the same. So. Right. Oh, right. yeah. I was going to say, they should cost... Digital should cost less. Yeah. Should. So, wrapping up PS5, Demetrius, what do you see as the just overall pros and cons? And, like, why should you or shouldn't you try to get one of these PS5s? Assuming you were you saw one on the shelf at the amount that MSRP, 500 or 400. What are, what are we um, thinking here? Assuming you stumble onto a PS5, which, ooh, you must be very lucky. But assuming you have one or you see one, you know, the best pros to it is, of course, if you're within the Sony fan base and you have been for a long time, this is definitely a huge upgrade for console. However, there's still not a lot of launch titles. It's going to make your PS4 games look really good. But again, there's not much new games to play. It's an so investment, you, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those things where you get it today and it'll come in handy maybe eight months, a year from now. Yep. Right. And that's a segue, good segue, because that's the exact reason that I bought an Xbox. Um, so we talked Switch, we talked PS5. So I'm going to, I can't talk about the Series S because I don't own it. But I will now discuss the Xbox Series X. All right. First of all, price range, just to get it out of the way. The Series X is the same cost as the PlayStation 5. It's $500. However, the Series S, which is the digital equivalent, is, I think, $300. So it's $100 cheaper than the PS5 digital. But unlike the PS5 digital, which is the same exact thing, just digital... The Series S is weaker than the Series X. So with Microsoft, you got to make a choice. Do you want the $500 like fully specced out one or the $300 weaker one? So I'll get that right out of the gates and I will be only talking about my experience with the Series X. And I'm going to kind of flip it here and talk about the cons first, if that's cool with you guys. Yep. I'll do it. Be- because... I feel like that is the the pros are there, but I just getting the cons out of the way before I get into the pros makes a little more sense in my head. Um, so hopefully it makes sense to you listeners there. The cons of the Series X, first of all, it's pretty hard to find. I don't think people are scalping it as much as PlayStation because again, the hype of the PS4 into the PS5 is more than the hype of the. But the the scalping isn't. Um, it's not really there as much with the Xbox because, again, we talk about just console generations, and Saeed touched on it a little bit. Um, the 360 definitely, I think we can agree, the 360 beat the PS3, right? Mm-hmm. And then Sony came uh, back in swinging. Sales, right? uh, in sales and just like overall general feel about the games around it. Like the 360 was that console generation, I think is the, the general tone on the internet. And then it flips to the PS4 in versus Xbox One. So the hype going into the PS5 from the PS4 is definitely higher from the 
Xbox One into the Xbox Series X. Just because, again, that generational win. Um, yeah, the PS4 era, uh, it, Sony caught up to up. Xbox's lead in the general public's perception and extended it quite a bit, and that bled yep. into this new PS5 generation. Mm-hmm. So, so the mm-hmm. initial con, though, is still... It's going to be kind of tough to find one of these. Uh, and I'm throwing the fact that the all-digital one is weaker than the regular one into the con section because for PlayStation, like, you're getting the same thing, and I understand what Microsoft was doing, giving people an even cheaper option, but you're not getting the full experience like the PS5, even though it's $100 cheaper at the bottom end of it. So I'm going to throw that a little bit into the con section here. Another con is your controller is pretty much going to be the exact same as the last generation. Sony really went above and beyond on the PS5 with the haptics in the vibrations, the force feedback, all that. It is causing issues with like controller longevity. If you look yeah, online, the there's already like Ugh. yeah, there's already like drift lawsuits and there are trigger lawsuits from the tension springs breaking the triggers. But regardless, that's like it is truly a next gen feeling controller. Whereas I pick up my Xbox Series X controller and it's just the Xbox One controller with a flat face instead of an indent on it where the Xbox button is. So you're not going to get any major difference there. And again, there really aren't many launch games at all, period. Like the games that came out that launched exclusive were timed exclusives. Like Yakuza Like a Dragon just came out on PS5. Um, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition is available on PS5, like... Then Microsoft kind of brought that, like, kind of... And, and their big exclusive Halo got delayed, like, indefinitely. So, who knows? Um, so, again, the cons. Your controller is not really going to be any different. It's going to be hard to find, and there aren't really any games. It kind of echoes the cons of the PlayStation. But the pros are, like, a Microsoft and Sony are definitely taking a different approach to the console generation. Sony is Sony has like very very strong first party AAA games that they're pushing forward, right? Yeah. Uh, with proven commodities, so if you buy into a PlayStation, like you know what you're gonna get in a good way, like you're going to get that good quality. The kind of meme right now, like or the meme was always Microsoft doesn't really have any exclusives outside of Halo and Gears of War, has kind of shifted to Microsoft is just buying everybody. Right. Um, Microsoft bought Bethesda. Microsoft owns Obsidian. Not not just Bethesda, Zenimax. So every company that Zenimax owns, which includes Bethesda, Microsoft owns. Uh, Obsidian. I'm pretty sure they bought Ninja Theory. So like the next Hellblade game is Xbox exclusive. Uh, they bought a bunch of studios, and who knows what those studios are doing for Xbox exclusives. The big one that kind of pissed people off is that Bethesda games. I don't know what you expect. They're going to be Xbox exclusive. The newer ones coming out. But the ones that are planned for other consoles are still going to be there. So for Xbox, I'm putting this in the pro section. But I'm mentioning it first closer to the con section. Because you don't really know what you're going to get. From these dozen plus new places that are going to be giving exclusive Xbox games. So it could be a pro. could be a con. That's that's what I'm going to say about Xbox uh, exclusivity stuff. The big pro that I'm going to put out, and I just got in on this, on Xbox, is going to be Game Pass. Oh yeah. And this is where, this is where the difference is, 
This is where the differences in approach kind of are, because there aren't any new games really on Xbox right now. I mean, like, The Medium came out and a couple others, like Outriders and stuff. But Game Pass, I think you can get, like, a three-month trial for a dollar. That's what I'm on. And then I think it includes Xbox Live for, like, $13 a month after that. But you get literally unlimited access to... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So... How much is Xbox Live and how much is Game Pass? Or is it a combined price? So Xbox Live by itself, I believe, is $60 a year still. Which I, I think is like similar to Sony's equivalent to PlayStation Plus. Uh, let me um, Google. But I know there was a whole stink where they were going to increase the price of Xbox Live. But so many people like talked bad about that online that that night they put out a statement they weren't yeah, increasing they it. Yeah, they backtracked. They were going to double it. Yeah, they, they backtracked big it? time. Yeah, because they're trying to get people to they're trying to get people to sign up for Game Pass because Game Pass they were going to bundle it in. Yeah, I think they were going to bundle yeah. it in, but they're going to double it. But it, mm-hmm. it it was more than if you just got the old price of the Xbox Live plus Game Pass. Yeah, because because Game Pass itself includes Xbox Live, so you're getting Xbox Live for thirteen dollars a month. That seems like it would be a lot. Uh, it's over one hundred twenty dollars a year, but. Game Pass lets you take any game that's on the Xbox and a lot of games on release day and just straight up download them for whatever. So the example I use is Demetrius and our friend Amonit have very much turned me on to the Yakuza series, right? Especially after playing Yakuza 7. Love it. Yakuza 0 through 6 are all on Game Pass. So by signing up, and I mean even if I signed up normally at $13 a month, I can download all six of those games without having to pay full price. I just download them. Wait, so Game Pass is thirteen bucks a month? Yeah, it's like thirteen ninety five or something. And that includes live? It includes live, yeah. That's kind of that's a pretty big discount. So in it, a way, it, depending on so what you're it, looking for. Yeah, it comes down to Game Pass is awesome for people that really want to play Xbox games and anticipate that they would normally be paying that much money bucks, yeah. on games throughout the year. So if you take 13, I don't know, 13 times 12. I suck at math. That is $156. So if you anticipate you would be spending more than $156 a year on games. Yeah, if you think game you're going to buy more than two new games, then Game Pass is 100% worth it. Yeah, it, it's a good deal. Yeah. Um, because again, I was telling Demetrius, I downloaded Yakuza 0, Kiwami, and Kiwami 2, and I just have them on my hard drive. And I paid the $1 for the three months. So, really I got three games, essentially, for a dollar. game sales, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it makes me wonder how much, how much Microsoft is kicking back to these companies. Because again, the big, um, I mentioned it last time, in the last episode... The big stink that some people were making online was that MLB The Show is developed by Sony. It is typically a Sony-exclusive game, but MLB said they wanted it on everything. So even though it's a Sony game, you can now buy it at the $70 price, I think, on Xbox. But Xbox was able to get them to put it on Game Pass Day 1. So if you're paying for Game Pass, if you own a PS5 and you want to play MLB The Show, you have to pay $70. If you're paying for Game Pass, you can just straight up download it when it comes out, which is without really having to pay extra. It's a very which interesting is, business approach. That's what I'm saying because PlayStation Plus, which Wes was correct, it is sixty dollars for a yearly subscription, but every month they release 
two to three free games from their backlog. Mm-hmm. And you um, still get that you get that on Xbox Live Gold too, on top of paying for Game Pass. See, yeah, but the that's difference a very, that's a very interesting thing to have. But but here's the difference. Here's the one way that they kind of get you in it is so for the longtime fans, Saeed and I streamed Blair Witch one time, right? Yep. And I got it on Game Pass. I had like a two-week Game Pass trial I got from some coupon or something. And once the two weeks expired, I lost Game Pass, but I still had Blair Witch on my Xbox. But unlike the games with gold and the PS Plus, where you can just download these games for free, without paying for Game Pass, I can try to open that game up, and it won't let me, because it's locked behind having Game Pass. So Mm -hmm. if you want to pay if you want to play these games you have to stay in game pass that's interesting that's like a subscription-based model thinking if more people have this subscription and they're paying monthly you'll make more money than if a game releases and you're banking on uh people actually going out and buying the game for full price yeah you have a more consistent stream of revenue if you do this monthly things pretty interesting and I think there's a $20 option for Game Pass that lets you stream those games to your mobile devices. So you can play it cloud gaming on your phone oh, with a wow. Bluetooth controller. Have you? Does it play well? There's no lag or so you know, I, capability so, issues? So it was only available on Android. I have an Android phone. So I tried the beta for xCloud. That's what they call it. And I streamed Gears of War to my phone. And I had no issues, no lag with it or anything. The problem is, is Gears of War is... Well, I, I had a Bluetooth controller linked up to my phone, so like that wasn't bad. But Gears of War is not like... When Nintendo makes a game, right, for the Switch, they also make it so that it's playable and handheld. Like, that, they have that design philosophy. Gears of War was not made to be put on a 7-inch screen. <laughs> Uh, so I was gotcha. squinting playing this game. So it's <laughs> breaking a, it's out a, the the magnifying glass, dude. Trying to read these subtitles, so it was it was a good experience, but it's not one that I would personally use. But it is an option there. So because wrapping they could up, put it on tablets, then it'd be pretty interesting. I I think that I think the plan is to have it on tablets and also to have it through, um, through like Chrome browsers and stuff. Or Microsoft Edge browsers. I think they're testing browser streaming out, kind of like what Stadia did. Yeah, I was gonna say this um, sounds like a better form of Stadia. Yeah, yep. which let's. I'm gonna put it out future, right there. Future of consoles is that? A yeah, bunch, honestly. And oh, and yeah. our friend our friend Amonit and I have talked about it. Is like Microsoft could be setting themselves up to like be the leader in the future for streaming. I don't think we're there yet, but. In the future, future with them already figuring out, they're kind of like looking way ahead. Uh, so to to wrap up the Xbox um, pros and cons here, uh, I'm gonna start with the cons again. The cons are it's gonna be kind of hard to find, and if you do find one, it might not be the highest end version. Uh, your controller is not gonna feel next gen like the PS5 controller or even like the Switch's controllers might, right? Because the Joy Cons are two little unique things. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just gonna feel like an Xbox controller. There aren't a lot of games, and then here's the here's one thing I forgot: is a lot of these Xbox games are also available on PC now because Microsoft is trying to make an ecosystem rather than one thing. And I'm pretty sure you can get Game Pass on PC. 
So, so if you pass, have a, are they trying to make like a so Steam like, equivalent? Yeah, it sounds like Xbox? a Steam competition. Yeah, it, that's yeah. almost what it sounds like. So if you have a good PC, you could probably just buy Game Pass, and not everything. Like I think there's a different Game Pass for console than there is for PC, so the releases are going to be different. But yeah, if you, you could PC, still do that. If you have that. a de- decent PC, you don't really need to buy an Xbox. Yeah, because you can just play yeah. it on your PC. So that's like the and big. Just buy con. a controller if you want the controller feel to it. Just buy a controller for your PC, like an Xbox. Uh, what is it? Xbox One. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Right? Yeah, Xbox you can just buy an Xbox One or. On or you can buy an 8-BitDo controller, because I love 8-BitDo controllers, and they work on PC. True, um, true. So, yeah, the cons are hard to find. Controller is same-Z. Like the PlayStation 5, there are not any real exclusive games out for it yet, or any, like, huge title franchise games. And then if you have a PC, like, you might not even need it. The pros are Microsoft has bought so many studios that there's the potential there for the exclusives to bounce back from last gen with a bunch of these companies coming out uh and then again just access to the game pass ecosystem which does run on the series s as well so you don't have to buy the highest end version to get game pass Mm -hmm. um so if you're willing to stay within paying a monthly subscription fee for game pass then it is a good deal if you anticipate yourself buying more than three games a year um And I think really just wrapping up the PlayStation and Xbox sections in general, we said it before. You don't need like, either. <laughs> you don't need them. <laughs> like, you really don't. Like uh, I was joking with one of my coworkers because she got a PlayStation Five, and I got the Xbox Series X, and she was like talking trash on the Xbox, like, "Well, what games are you playing on your Xbox that you couldn't be playing before?" And I kind of was like, "Well, what games are you playing on your PlayStation that you couldn't be playing before?" And it was one of those like touche moments because she's not a dark souls like fan or whatever so she didn't care touché about dark feels souls. bad man yeah and we both kind of just looked at each other and like we spent five hundred dollars on these consoles <laughs> with nothing really new um do you guys think but it's again, gonna get to a singularity uh in i a hope way, it doesn't in a but, way it's already heading that way like, because I, if you look if you look at a playstation controller what it used to be and versus what it is now i mean to me, the that tells is, a lot of the story. Yeah, I was mainly thinking like the online aspect. Do you think cross-platform is going to become the standard in the future? Personally, I know a lot of people. Think, that's a good question. Personally, I think it's more beneficial for the consumer than it would be for the company. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like Warzone was a huge hit because you could play on any system with any group of friends that you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like a beta for what things could become it's only if the company i guess that's going to come down to the it's not going to be down to up to the um the companies themselves it'll be up to the the developers of the games right if they want to make right that's what i'm saying well the developers yeah but also um i think it was an issue with fortnite uh before because just fortnite cross platforms on playstation now right um Uh, i think it might have been fortnite i remember there was one I forget. It, it, it was Fortnite or it was something else where the developers flipped the Switch and made it cross-platform on PlayStation for like a day and then they undid it. And Sony was like, we don't like exposing our fan base to the other fan bases. Like, we don't know what they're doing. Of course, public outcry ch- has changed that. Now you can play Fortnite with everybody, right? 
but there is still kind of that hesitance of um like we want people to play because think about it this way right Fortnite is on the switch so if you were a kid and all your friends had playstations but you only cared about playing Fortnite and you only wanted to play Fortnite with them all your friends have a ps5 they all have Fortnite on it you only care about Fortnite. just buy the 200 switch Lite and play Fortnite with them on that right Mm-hmm. so or, cross-platform it, is kind of in a tricky spot for some people i think it's more accepted now 100 percent for sure but like more back in the day that was like a do we really want to let this happen i think it's of more thing. of a it's more of a question of like system security because you it's it's basically like if you put it into a metaphor if i'm exposing my consumer to the same security and servers that I know are secure, I have no problems with that. But if I'm exposing them to the cross-play system of some other servers that I don't understand or know, then I could be introducing a vulnerability to my system. And which could create some backdoors and all this other stuff, hacks. Yeah, and kind of on that note, even aside from a vulnerability aspect, you have to think about how much it might cost some of these companies to enable cross-platform, right? Right. Like, if they develop a game that only plays on PlayStation, um, like, the PlayStation version only plays on PlayStation, because you, you would think that it's very similar to code for these systems, but it's actually very different coding for each one of these three main consoles. So it's not just like, oh, we can suddenly make the PlayStation version compatible with the Xbox version and make that compatible with the Switch version and that compatible with the PC version, right? Yeah, there's there's work that has to be done and money that has to be put forward that maybe sometimes a company doesn't want to front. So there's there's a lot of aspects. I think cross platform is awesome. I think oh, it's great to be able to have, um, especially because again when my when I was back into Fortnite and my friends were playing it on Xbox and I was in California visiting family all pre COVID and I had Fortnite on my Switch, I could just boot it up on my Switch and play it with them, like. No problem. Or on mobile, too, because it's mobile cross-platform, right? So my sister used to play it on iPhone before the whole Epic Apple Store thing happened. And she would play it on her iPhone, and I'd play it on my Switch. And we would just cross-platform it. Like, I think it's good for the community. But also remember, these are companies. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. And, it's, it's, it's money. It's You're making a product that's supposed to get some type of return on investment. Yep. So there's there's always the economic aspect of it but those are the three major consoles out there each one has their pros each one has their cons um each one does kind of a different thing uh looking back on it right um Mm -hmm. even though we talked about a singularity i think the way it is right now if you really dig into each console each one has carved out its own niche for things that people might want it to do um which Shout out to Walmart. I think is, I think it's for really not cool. giving me a PS Five. <laughs> uh, but I, but I think it's really cool that that's um, that's the state of gaming right now. Scalpers aside, all that aside, in an ideal world, I think there's some pretty good competition starting to bubble up. Um, and there's kind of a console for every person out there for whatever you want to do with it. So you guys have any you guys have any more thoughts on? on the, the little console generation or do you have a do you have a game in particular that you would recommend on a console of your choice? Mm, I will say I feel like 
Xbox or Microsoft in general are laying the groundwork for an infrastructure for the future. They're not just thinking about the moment, which I think is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Because they have the infrastructure in place. They have the Azure cloud stuff. Like out of the, any of the gaming things, them as a company in general have the backing to push something actually next gen feeling in the future. Dude, I mean, they spent seven billion dollars yeah, on true. Bethesda. Yeah. Oh. like their infrastructure for whatever they they're go- they want gaming to get to is going to be interesting, and they're going to be the ones leading it, in my opinion. Xbox. The, I mean, Sony's going to have to copy. They made, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sony's going to have to copy Xbox. There's going to be mark my words. There's going to be an equivalent to Game Pass on the on PlayStation. It's going oh, to they have uh, they have um, PlayStation like now. now. Yeah. yeah. PS now, Which is true. it's similar, but I I'm not a subscriber and I don't know much about it cuz you're like They're streaming certain types of games. They're going to have to come up with a, a new marketing strategy that competes with Game Pass and potentially add something to incentivize going over to PlayStation's version of it. I don't yeah, know. Cuz here's the Here's the difference. I think and I completely forgot about it until Demetrius brought it up. I think PS Now a lot of it is streaming. And with Game Pass, you just straight up download the game to your Xbox, mm, so you can so you can play it offline, which is why we we touched upon this earlier. Even though it wasn't a console, probably why Google Stadia failed is a the pricing behind it. It was nine ninety nine a month, but you had to still pay full price for your games. Like it was quote unquote free, but it was it the was graphics and performance. Oh no, ten ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, ten, ten bucks a 10, month. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. It was it was ten bucks a month. But um, there was a free version, but the games were capped at like either 720p or 1080p and not 60 frames per second. Like, so if you wanted the games the way that they look on console, you had to pay $10 a month. But then you also had to pay full price for your games. But then also you couldn't play them offline. You always had to be connected to the internet to play on Stadia. Mm-hmm. So, so the streaming aspect of it is... There, that's going to be the future, but you got to find a way around it. Cause I think like the uh, digital foundry did a test where even if you think your internet service provider, which is a whole nother discussion is not capping your data. Typically there's a soft cap at like a terabyte a month. And then they start slowing your internet speeds down. Um, on stadia, if you played like assassin's creed on the 4k mode, 60 frames per second, like the 1099 or the 999 a month thing, you could play for like 60 hours before you hit that terabyte just from Stadia, not including you surfing the internet, not including you streaming Netflix, Spotify, any of that. So infrastructurally streaming, there's a lot that has to change. But that's that's my side note on that. Mm-hmm. Mm, true, true, true. You don't need either. That's all I'm going to say. You really don't need. I If I was going to make a recommendation after this podcast is either buy a Switch or be on the lookout for the next generation of Switch. PlayStation yep. 5 and Xbox Series X are really just now defining their groundwork and what's going to be next. But they haven't yeah. really shown the public what that's going to be yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with that too. I'll, I'll say Nintendo has their groundwork already laid out and they're just pumping out games. So if you if you want a console to get games to play, get a Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. especially like new games get the switch now um or wait until whatever revision comes out uh however you feel about that because yeah just echoing what Demetrius said like 
my general feel like i got the xbox series x because i like having that next gen like cutting edge thing um i imagine demetrius got the playstation 5 because he just wanted to have that ps5 right like yep just get it when you have the opportunity sure if you want it and it's there that's what happened with me and xbox i didn't pre-order it i just went online and target had it in stock like the day of release and they had one left and i just bought it because it was there i didn't know when i was going to see it but for the majority of people you're not going to know and my feeling on that is kind of summed up because i do want a ps5 i'll probably get the all digital one but my plan is i love persona i love god of war um i'm really interested in ratchet and clank when that comes out like i'm gonna wait until a good amount of those games are out and then i'll buy the ps5 right um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah that makes I, sense it, yeah. i did the same thing with the ps4 sense for backwards compatibility um but digital yeah. is also a decent way to go especially just because i don't really have like backwards compatibility because i'm not a big sony guy like I didn't buy a PS5 until or a PS4 until Persona 5 and God of War came out. Like I don't have that backlog, but I understand like a lot of people might want it. So, you know, just maybe build up a little bit of a backlog before you get into this uh this next gen of consoles. <laughs> backlog. You want that's a how we fancy started. Blu-ray player, you can go ahead and True. buy anything. Oh, if you want an expensive Blu-ray player pro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, that's what I used to use my PS3 for. Just yeah. Blu-rays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a $500 Blu-ray player. <laughs> I can't Let's say go. that's probably... I mean, that's how I've more... Once I beat Yakuza Like a Dragon and just got you addicted to Monster smart TV Hunter, too. I think you can get these consoles and it basically works kind of like a smart TV as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I use it... Probably once I beat Yakuza, I use it more for, like, anime streaming and stuff than anything. Uh, it's a very expensive anime box. Right, but, right. Oh yeah, I was uh, just an update. Get the Switch or the Nintendo product of your choice if you're gonna wait for the next one, or invest in a PC. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. PC is always an option. PC is always safe. The bet. hidden fourth option. Mm-hmm. The PC master race. Everything's is out going there. towards that anyway. All the streaming stuff we're talking about it can all apply to PC in general as well. I mean, that's yeah. all a console is. It's a custom PC. Right. Yeah. That's why. That's another reason out. why I think uh, PlayStation has to put out their own version of kind of like a Steam or a whatever, because of the fact that if it does go that route, uh, PlayStation fans can play on their PCs, which is, which would be huge. And Sony, I mean, just as companies, Sony has made some interesting moves. Like yeah. Microsoft is making moves that sound like long time, you know, like longevity. Sony has just bought. What did they buy a couple months ago? They bought like a whole. They bought Crunchyroll. Yeah, and they're they're almost like becoming dollars. an anime cool. utopia. Almost, they're just buying all the anime. It's gonna be mm-hmm. like an entertainment hub. I feel like. Yeah, that seems like their future state. Which is of where interesting because that's what the Xbox is doing last I was, generation. I was just about to say they were building. That's what people kind of got mad at Xbox about last gen because what the first Xbox One had a TV pass through. So you could like yes. custom run your TV through the Xbox. And remember when and, like, they were trying to force the connect on you too? Oh dude, I had one. Oh yeah. To connect the to connect. The whole purpose the whole selling point for the connect was the the home entertainment system type of thing. Like your Xbox you know, is only going to be for games, it's going to be also for your home entertainment system hub. You could like, That's Skype what with people. seems like it's going towards or Sony is going towards. Mm-hmm. They like mm-hmm. flip yeah. roles. Cuz what's interesting here and I think 
um, it's bring you mentioning that brings this more to the forefront. Microsoft and Sony have their hands in a lot of stuff that isn't gaming. Yes. Think yeah. phones. Think TVs. Think computers. Uh, programs. Well, Sony even. movies and stuff too. Movies and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of the three, Nintendo is really the only one that's only a video game company. Like they started off as a toy company and they have their own like amusement park stuff, but they don't have. They're, they're not like Nintendo branded TVs. Speaking of Nintendo which, wait for phones. the future podcast episode when we visit Super Mario World or whatever. Oh, God. oh yeah, let's go. Yep. Oh we'll my gosh, it's it. gonna be. Have you the guys Japan seen videos of it? Podcast will be insane. The Japan seen... series. Let's just call it a Dude, series. There'll be so many seen... things to talk about. Have you seen the videos from Super Mario World? I have not. Yeah, I saw the Studios. trailer. Oh my god, dude! It, it looks is so inc- cool. It is incredible. It is really cool. They have like these things. I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here. So you can go and you can get these bracelets that you wear, that will like assign you to a team on this app. And as you go around the museum or not museum, the the amusement park, you can like hit your bracelet on like question mark blocks or coins and stuff. And it add coin it adds coins to your accounts that you can like redeem for like coupons and stuff, but also adds to the overall total of each team throughout the day, so you can like see what team is winning, in like coins gathered and stuff throughout the. Day. It's nuts. There's some cool. crazy stuff here. That's pretty. And then you cool. can go home. Then you can go home, and your bracelet acts as an amiibo, and it'll give you like bonus items in Mario games and stuff. So Ooh. there's like. Out of the three, Nintendo has the most focus on video games, I would say. Um, Which, again, kind of just carves the different paths that each company has between Sony and their, like, expansive multimedia empire uh, with movies and TV shows and music, even. uh, And Microsoft and their more... Microsoft and their more technology, PC, uh, like, Windows type of stuff and then nintendo and their video games so there's distinct paths that each is going on that could lead to a singularity but right now it's also just cool to see each one define itself in this time where i mean switches were sold out for forever when animal crossing came out so that kind of that kind of and part of it has to do with chipsets for all three consoles why it's hard to get them but um in this time where it's either been hard to get them or people have been discovering games more than ever it's cool to see the differences in the company um and the different companies so everyone thank you for listening this was a this was a fun talk for all of us again another longer episode and we could probably talk for hours more on this on our own personal takes oh Uh, yeah but unfortunately we we do have to end at some point thank you all for listening comment below on the well not below here but on the announcement post on instagram with what company you kind of grew up with Maybe what consoles you own, what console you want to own, games you're looking forward to, anything we talked about here. Um, We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to interact with you. We haven't asked about it often, but, you know, if you can go on your Apple podcast and hit that five star, um, it would be much appreciated. We've seen a good amount of growth lately. Here's with a Rob Van Dam five star frog splash. Yo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Slash that like button. Oh, wait. Yo uh we've seen a good amount of growth and we'd we'd be doing this without that but it's just great to see people enjoying what we uh what we're putting out and we're excited to put out more stuff that people will enjoy my name was wes this was demetrius and saeed you guys know what to hit on to be continued
Bebop Don't Stop. Peace.